Hello, and welcome to K-Botak, a short podcast about Korean cinema and K-dramas, with me, John. This episode, we're going to be talking about Kingdom, season one of Kingdom, to be exact. I've been looking forward to recording about this show. It's probably the show that kick-started my massive interest in Korean TV series and films earlier in the year. Uh, I watched it because I was um, just kicking about Netflix looking for something to um, uh, to binge. Um, and Ashen of the North had just come out, which uh, is a kind of a prequel special episode. It's a feature-length thing with uh, Jenna Jun. And uh, I actually watched that first. It works quite well as um, uh, an alternative intro um, to the series. Uh, but I'd probably recommend that you, you want to go in with season one rather than doing it you know, all, all backwards like I did. Um, and I think it's a great one to go on to if you've enjoyed, been obsessed with, um, been binging Squid Game, because uh, it's another great thriller. Um, before we go on, uh, I uh, have decided I need to get a little bit more organised with this podcast. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to start actually doing any preparation, um, but I am going to quarantine uh, spoilers a little bit more. In the first few episodes, uh, I would just kind of uh, ramble as I tend to do, and every now and again I'd, I'd just sort of stumble over a stop spoiler, because I basically don't know what I'm going to say next. Um, and uh, then I just have to quickly say spoilers, um, which isn't that helpful for people uh, listening. So from now on, uh, there's never going to be you know huge um, ending spoilers uh, in this podcast, I don't think. Um, but uh, from now on, the sort of mild spoilers I will put at the end after a spoiler warning, and I'll try and just keep away from them during the rest of the show, um, because this obviously is intended to function as uh, recommendations. Um, so, Kingdom, it is uh, six episode per season uh, TV series that is available to watch on Netflix. Uh, it's been uh, one of Netflix's big hits. Um, and it is best described as a Korean historical zombie thriller. Um, it's set in the Chosun period uh, of Korea, um, which was uh, a long-running uh, dynastic part of Korean history, um, characterized um, by fluctuating uh, relationships with Qing and Ming, uh, China, uh, as well as uh, um, uh, with uh, Japan, um, who uh, were trying to in invade Korea at various parts, which uh, becomes um, significant uh, partway through Kingdom, um, and uh, also characterized by many of the beautiful uh, palaces uh, and a lot of the architecture that you can still see if you go to uh, South Korea now. Um, and of course, this was uh, back when the Korean Peninsula was uh, one big country uh, called Chosun. Um, it is uh, about uh, a crown prince um, played by Ju Ji Hun, uh, who basically has to set out to find out what is uh, what is causing this horde of uh, undead zombies to rampage uh, around the country, causing chaos and killing people. Um, uh, and uh, in what I think is uh, quite brilliant um, kind of articulation of uh, the by now very familiar zombie story, 
Um, this is uh, really allegorical. There's a lot of allegory, uh, allegory in this, much of which I think works really well. Um, this came from um, a, a historical document that the writer Kim Yun Hee uh, found that talked about mysterious deaths during famines in Chosun. Although it was uh, for uh, you know the the kings and um, the elites, um, often a, a very prosperous time. There was a lot of poverty still throughout the country, um, and there were often famines. Um, and in the uh, webtoon, I think that this is based on. Um, that is the origin of the zombies. They're just the people who died from famine, and they come back and they're they're ravenous. It's a, I think a, a very simple but elegant um, application of that kind of um, uh, movie monster um, because of the way they work in in fiction. Um, in this, the backstory is a, a bit more complicated. There's more law to it, but food and famine um, and inequality. Uh, is still uh, a huge part of this uh, drama and of this story. It definitely feels like something that was made over the past few years because of the heightened focus on things like that, um, to its credit, I believe. Um, so uh, it, you've got the, the Crown Prince, uh, who is accompanied by his bodyguard, played by the uh, amazing, I think the wonderful uh, Kim Sang-ho. Uh, who often plays, uh, you know, really great sort of uncle, everyman figures. Um, uh, I've read articles uh, about uh, how Song Kang-ho is his career's everyman, and, and that's uh, obviously the case. He, he presents those sort of characters brilliantly. Kim Sang-ho, I think, uh, somewhat underrated for being able to do the, the same in this very kind of Ajushi-type uh, role that he often has. Here he's also a, a swordsman and, and a bodyguard and uh, he actually can be quite badass um, but he still has that uh, quite uh, you know paternal attitude um, to Juji Hun's uh, character and um, yeah just uh, one of the highlights of the show for me. Um, another highlight you've also got Duna Bay um, who uh, is known in, in the West for series like Sense8. She was in that Cloud Atlas movie, um, but obviously has been in tons of stuff uh, in Korea, very successful um, actor. Uh, she's brilliant in, in this, um, one of the most kind of intense performances, uh, characterized by a lot of pathos and, and compassion, which uh, Duna Bay uh, communicates just absolutely admirably. Um, she's, uh, she's brilliant for this role. Um, and uh, as the the story goes on, um, she, uh, as usual, without spoiling anything, but um, her role as a as a healer um, and someone who is trying to to save lives becomes really important as well. Um, so it's a great cast. Um, it's uh, a really kind of zippy length, like I mentioned, each season is uh, just the six episodes which uh, for me is perfect it means it's action-packed all the way through um, there's no kind of playing for time whatsoever uh, it moves really quickly um, oh and another character I'll, uh, I'll mention so you can tell there's no preparation that goes into this um, uh, I, I think that uh, Ryu Sung Rong um, as uh, Cho Hak Ju who's the kind of uh, the Lord who answers to the uh, to the king um, uh, one of the main advisors uh, is really good he's a, a great character actually, obviously in Korea 
Um, he's incredibly malevolent in this. Uh, he's really, really good. Um, as the as most of the elites and the rulers of the country are just kind of dawdling as as the chaos basically uh, spreads across the land. Um, he and uh, his daughter are manoeuvring so that they can uh, so that they can seize the throne um, because that's basically um, well the uh, the genesis um, of this story um, is that they bring back the king uh, of Chosun as a zombie um, if you've seen other Chosun uh, period dramas movies which I now have uh, you'll notice that in a lot of them the the, the king is uh, presented as being quite hemmed in by the prime minister and the ministers and the different lords in the court, uh, which are obviously, uh, which are uh, often quite um, divided by faction, um, and will be uh, quibbling and uh, arguing for various things. And the king's role is is often to mediate or to approve or disapprove decisions that have already. Uh, been made and this takes it to the extreme where the king is literally a puppet they've just got him chained up and they're telling people that uh, he's still alive because they want him around long enough for um, the uh, uh, the daughter uh, of Lord Chahakju to give birth um, so that they can uh, they can basically put their bloodline in power um, so if you like those kind of political um, p- politics infused um, historical dramas uh, that uh, you get with uh, with Korean TV series, then there's a lot here for you as well. Um, if you like your, uh, your zombie horror, then you've got tons of that as well. There's uh, some really gripping scenes and chase scenes. Um, one of the uh, aspects that I think is uh, brilliantly deployed here um, as a pacing and uh, tension mechanic um, is that the zombies are dormant during the day, uh, which firstly is quite creepy because you see them basically piled up under houses and in caves and things like that, just inert. Um, and secondly, it just gives the the show this ticking clock all the time because during the day they're sort of safe, but they're always trying to get to somewhere where they'll be able to last out the night. Um, they're racing against the sun because there's just this ticking time bomb all around them. Uh, incredibly good idea uh, for giving it a, a natural rhythm of building tension and doing all of the narrative and the story during daylight. And then you have these really intense kind of nighttime battles and, and chases. A um, lot of really good uh, kind of sword fights. Um, uh, a lot of uh, brilliant set pieces and um, uh, kind of defense or, or siege uh, sections to this, um, which brings me on to the the visuals. Firstly, uh, like a lot of these historical dra- K dramas, um, the uh, sets, the costuming, um, absolutely splendid, um, incredibly uh, uh, just jaw dropping and eye catching to look at. Um, all of these uh, pieces of traditional Chosun architecture look amazing. You get loads of really indulgent and enjoyable um, overhead shots that I think must have been done from helicopter or something like that. Um, just all this beautiful Korean countryside um, with these palaces or, or towns or various locations. Um, 
there's uh, a, a really artistic eye for cinematography with uh, Kingdom. There's uh, one part where they're having a, a battle as the sun is setting in a in a cornfield, and it's all uh, lit up, uh, lit up rather, um, as if it's ablaze. Um, just uh, looks incredible. Um, a, a really uh, well presented series. Um, the uh, sets are well used as well. There are certain sets that they keep having to return to that you see transform over the um, over the course of the season. Um, uh, costumes, like I mentioned, all look great. Um, if you've seen any of these historical K dramas, you know all the the robes and uh, the wonderful gauze hats that the um, the lords and and rich families wear. Um, yeah, I cannot fault um, cannot fault the show um, on any of those counts. Actually, uh, themes. Uh, this is where we, we get into um, maybe some mild spoilers um, about how the show unfolds as it goes across the the episodes. Um, so first, uh, just a, a little warning there. Um, like I've said, you've you've got literally the the fact that the disease is coming from. The king himself, um, which is a, a pretty direct um, message about whose fault all of this is. It's been given to him by the uh, elites and the lords in his court. Um, and I noticed watching the show that every time the disease spreads to a new part of Chosun, to a new town or something, uh, it's because of something that uh, the elites are doing. There's one point where they all get on um, a boat um, and they leave the kind of the poor families and the poor folks behind and they go off with all of the nice food um, but uh, one rich lady has brought her son who's basically infected um, with her um, and of course the whole boat ends up infected and then that uh, washes up ashore somewhere and uh, it chaos ensues um, but every time it, it moves around uh, it's kind of either because of manipulation or ineptitude or often selfishness on the part of um, the lords and the elite, which is a, a really well-communicated message in this. Um, obviously, the poor people don't have the ability, the agency to move around uh, quite as much, pretty much stuck where they are. And when this thing comes for them, um, there's not a lot that they can do. Um, and I think uh, that uh, it's quite consistent in that that messaging um, the poor in in real Joseon history were suffering they were facing famine um, and much the same here um, they're uh, uh, they're basically at the mercy of, uh, of what's going on um, and another thing, thing you'll notice is that whenever um, the poorer folks are eating something bad is about to happen there's a, a really um, vile uh, plot um, by uh, the, the younger uh, Cho, the, the daughter um, who's married to the king, uh, to basically abduct um, women and try and take uh, take a son if they can birth a son. Um, and so she's feeding them all up because uh, she's got all these pregnant women, um, but she's about to start murdering them if they uh, if they don't produce a son for her. Um, there's a, a another point very early on when the virus originally spreads, um, where basically uh, someone boils up a, an infected person because they're all completely starving. Um, so they sort of resort to this, 
um, uh, to cannibalism, basically, and they're all having this soup and, and saying it's lovely and, uh, and they haven't had meat in, in so long. And then night falls and, and they all turn and uh, obviously it's, it's bedlam. Um, so when it, it's almost like uh, these stolen moments of food that uh, they weren't supposed to have uh, just bring them extra misery and it's it's quite a, a sad and also quite a, a hard-hitting uh, I think message about the the famine and inequality um, back then um, so yeah uh, apart from anything um, this is just a, a fantastically well plotted thriller with tons of momentum just absolutely motors along uh, you'll you'll want to binge through it um, I certainly did and, and then when I got to the second season I think I binged it in in a day uh, but we'll we'll get to that in a future episode um, but I really uh, 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 really loved this I recommend it to everyone and, and I think that uh, if you've just come off Squid Game um, and you've probably been watching things like Alice in Borderlands which is obviously a Japanese series and uh, maybe you've um, been exploring the other Korean stuff on Netflix and in various other places um, I can't think of a better uh, a better place uh, to go next Kingdom uh, give it a watch um, so thanks for listening again um, appreciate the uh, people who've been listening and enjoying the show it's great to see uh, downloads um, coming through on Buzzsprout um, really really happy that people like it so uh Look forward to talking to you next time. Cheers.